0: You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today?
1: Good. Pouring a drink.
0: I, I thought you were playing a steel drum there for a second.
1: I was kind of banging stuff around, but yeah, point of drink uh, for the record. We'll go with uh, Milo's sweet tea as endorsed by Malachi Moore. We're going with that.
0: Uh, Milo's, we are also open for endorsements, just FYI. <laughs> um,
1: so, you think Malachi's is good in the slot? Check us out.
0: Yeah, That, that really goes for any teas, Red Diamond. Um, Jacks. I don't give a shit. We'll do <laughs> whichever one it is. Jimmy, I honestly asked, like
1: Publix tea. I honestly like Publix tea. I think it's really good. The the public brand tea. Yeah, Publix sells its own tea, and uh, I think it's really good.
0: Hmm. Okay. I mean, I,
1: yeah. all right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't expect you were saying. You were saying. <laughs> um. You were saying. <laughs>
0: Uh Jimmy, we were asked by a friend of ours, friend of the program, uh to and and I've promised this last podcast or one of the last podcasts, so I said, uh, I'll do it. He said, How did y'all meet or become friends or whatever? The the really the only thing I know is um when the when the internet started, <laughs> uh yeah. at least I sure. I guess let me put it this way. Um I remember I was uh, in school at Alabama. I was actually in MBA school at Alabama. Spoiler alert, I didn't make it through it. Um, I <laughs> was being sort of a dumbass. But um, anyway, uh, I had torn some cartilage in my knee. And this, I'd, I'd gotten a computer. I'd had a computer, but I didn't really use it for the internet much. I mean, it just wasn't a thing yet. This was like 94, 95. Um, and so, yes, the internet was a thing, but it wasn't the thing. So, um, I remember looking up, uh, as my leg was like in this brace, like, okay, I'm going to try and find out, uh, uh, you know, an Alabama, if there's any Alabama sites out there. So that's when I found Titer Insider. And so I find Titer Insider somehow, some way, you know, I find a couple of other sites as things go, you know, you, you start, you know, it's a chain reaction. Then somehow, some way, you and I end up in the same message chat room on Delphi right. forums. And yep. uh, I would say the vast majority of people who started that with us, who started in that chat room,
1: mm-hmm. are still there, right? Like 20 of us? Uh, I guess so. I guess so. I mean, I've been in various incarnations of them. I think they grew and then broke and then shrunk and then grew and. It's very difficult to uh, keep up with. But I would say the what I would call the core of people I met along with you are still people we talk to uh, daily. But, you know, I would describe it exactly as you. But, you know, regardless of the exact, you know, website or how it exactly happened, one of the great things that the, the Internet did was it, it brought like-minded uh, people together in a way like never before. Now, I, you know, I grew up with lots of, you know, great friends that I'm still friends with today, and they're sports fans, and some of them are Alabama fans, but but so few of my natural friends that I would say that I grew up with, playing ball with, living in my neighborhood, uh, people that I met at school, whether it's high school or college or law school, then people that I met professionally, so few of them, even though they're they're all great people and my my friends, so few of them were into Alabama football like me and you, Luke. So I think the internet and and what those chat rooms did and what Titer and Insider did, for instance, um, is bring uh, like-minded people together that had the same. I mean, a lot of people are interested in Alabama football, but but not as many people are interested in Alabama football to the extent me and you are. So. That's how we were able to meet and and uh, and stay friends all these years. And uh, it's it's really neat, as much as we could joke about how, hey, uh, I met this guy on the Internet, now he's my friend. Uh, I think that used to be a bigger joke than it is now. I mean, this is how people meet now. Now it's not something I think people raise an eyebrow over. But at the time, uh, gosh, I remember meeting a handful of guys that I just chatted with on the Internet, and I met them in public, and I guess... Wow if I was an eighteen year old girl this'd be a really bad idea but <laughs> it's so
0: true and here's the other thing Jimmy <laughs> tomato tomato but you say like minded people most would say
1: weirdos <laughs> <laughs> exactly in a weirdo chat room that's how I met Luke it's a weirdo chat room where we're all of and a by the way eighty five guys. we had
0: some we- it took, you know, there was a feeling out period, which is also strange to say when you talk about meeting people on the internet, but um, there was a feeling out period of, and this is a very um, eclectic group that that uh, is still there. I mean, it's not quite as um, active as it once was, because now there's so many other ways for people to get in touch. I mean, this right. was pre-texting, um, pre, I mean, there was emails, but I mean, Jimmy, I vividly remember Working at my office, not having email. Like it wasn't a thing. Like we just didn't use email. We used, we faxed everything. And now every fax I get is junk mail. There's no, there's never a fax that I get, oh God, thank God this fax came in. No, nobody ever faxes shit. Um, That's right. So, uh, but, it does make me think this is this is a true story. Let me go ahead and let me go ahead and give a uh, live read here and then I want to tell a story about computers that uh, is rather humorous. betonline.ag betonline.ag is where you want to go to get that bet in. You know I love betonline.ag. You know you love betonline.ag and when you use the promo code locked on you get a 50% welcome bonus. Can't beat it. Go to betonline.ag. You can beat betonline.ag. You can't beat it in a figurative sense. You can beat it in a literal sense and that you can beat them out of some of their money. And that's what I mean to say. But go to betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on. You can bet on Major League Baseball. You can bet on football futures. You can bet on basketball futures. You can bet on reality TV. You can play poker. You can play blackjack. You can do whatever you want to do. Betonline.ag. They got it all. You can bet on reality TV. Doesn't matter betonline.ag promo code locked on you're going to love it easy to pay in even easier to get paid at betonline.ag the site is super easy to navigate go check it out betonline.ag promo code locked on also want to tell you about built bar built.com is where you go to get your built bars you know that i don't know why i'm telling you you already knew this it's great for a keto diet can't uh can't get anything better that's low in carbs that taste is delicious, covered in chocolate. They've got a multitude of flavors. And, uh, man, they're just delicious. And, and go try them out. All you got to do is try them once, and then you'll keep buying them. So uh, unless you're allergic to good-tasting things that don't make you fat, well, uh, go try a built Bar. I'm telling you, you're going to love these things. And they're everywhere. I'm seeing them advertised all over the place. You could get a built Bar at Lifetime Fitness, I noticed the other day. That's how we know that we've made the big time. And I feel like Locked on Bama has been a big part of that. So why don't you jump on this train, too, and help us make Built Bar the biggest company ever. Bigger than Apple. That's, that's our goal. That's what we try to do here at Locked on Bama for our sponsors, make them bigger than Apple. So go to BiltBar.com, where you might be able to get an Apple flavor. I don't know, but go to Bilt Bar. Go to Bilt.com and check out Built Bars. All right, Jimmy, <clears throat> I got to tell you this computer story. So um, in LA City, when I was growing up, the only electronics place we really had You know, we had a Walmart, but it was a shit Walmart, Um, and we had a Radio Shack. Well, my my dad got me a computer. I want to say it was like 84, 85. So getting a computer in 1984 and 1985 was, I mean, really it was more trouble than it was worth because everybody only ended up using it to either play games or as a really cumbersome calculator um it had this whole training booklet and it wasn't a booklet it was a book about it was like the you know book of mormon i mean you just had to read through it and it's all these go-to if then statements yada 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 and in the end you do all this shit and nothing really happens you you make somebody dance or some shit stupid well i I, if i'm lying i'm dying this is exactly how this went down on christmas morning i get the computer and it's set up like on this Glass top card table that my parents had in the living room or in the dining room, and um, I'm like, "Yeah, this is great." You know, thanks, Dad. I mean, I was, you know, ten or eleven years old, and um, Dad says, "Okay, what do we do?" And I was like, "I I don't know. I've never had a computer. I don't. I don't know. I mean, i never even used a keyboard. I mean, I've never typed." And he said, "Well, um, okay," and he sat there for a minute, trying to figure out. Okay, I bought my son this computer because it seems like something that I should do, but now what? And the only thing he could think, and this is how my father's brain works, he said, ask it who's going to win the Super Bowl. So I literally typed in, who's going to win the Super Bowl? And I remember looking at the screen and the cursor just flashing at me, like the way somebody would look at you and just blink very slowly, like, are you – challenged what the hell is wrong with you, you know? and and what's even funnier is both he and i thought that if i asked the, the computer who's going to win the super bowl that it, <laughs> that would, it would tell answer. me that it would answer and be and be correct i mean it would be one thing if i said who's going to win the super bowl and it said the globetrotters i mean that would be a miracle just to, to understand what i was asking it in 1984 but to if it to For us to think that he'd actually knew the answer, like, oh, yeah, this – in 85, the Bears are going to be hell, y'all. So, um the, it, it, and for me and my dad to think, why hadn't somebody else thought of this? The NFL should really get themselves a computer. <laughs> you know, it's the dumbest shit I think I've ever, been, ever done together as a family.
1: Well – uh, and, and, and the thing is, now with rapid advancements and, and all the computer, your knowledge of computers is advanced. Computers themselves have advanced, and now you can type that question in and get an answer. But uh, all you're going to get is the odds from BetOnline.ag. That
0: that is true, um, but I mean, every time I great. think about that, this, you know, that's how that's how mind mind works. I'm so del- self-deprecating that. I humble myself constantly, not in a Christian way, but in a way that just, you know, destroys any of my own self confidence. Like every time I think something's going good with me, I remember something stupid I did like that. And like that's always the top. Like if I do something good and I'm like, boy, I'm a pretty good dude, then like, what about that? My mind goes, hey, yeah, what about that time you asked your Andy two fucking thousand, (laughs) who's going to win the Super Bowl?
1: And that's exactly what the computer was. Even today, what I'm famous for is getting something that's very nice, like a new computer, for instance, or a new iPhone. And it's something very nice. And I only use like 10% of the function. It's like in Seinfeld when he got his dad the, uh, uh, you know, little little, what amounts to a personal computer, and the dad just used it as a tip calculator. Um, That's me. I mean, I'll I'll get something and, and use like, 10% 10% of its capacity, but that's what I need it for, and, and I don't need it for anything else. So I say that to say, uh, you know, I watch a lot of TV and movies and stuff like that. The wife and I, we, we, we do that. And I would bet you, Luke, that the Siri function, which I love, I love the Siri function on my iPhone. I'm a big fan of it. Ninety percent, and I'm not kidding. Ninety percent of the questions I have asked Siri over the years has been how old is a celebrity? Siri, how old is Liam Neeson? Siri, how how old is Jennifer Aniston? Siri, how old is Selena Gomez? <laughs> I bet 90% of my Siri questions has been how old is a celebrity because it interests us when it comes on TV and it's something I got to know and I know I can ask Siri and uh, I just don't have to Google. So So my theory, which could help me in my daily life, I'm sure, with so many important ways, but uh, I use it to determine exactly how old celebrities are. You know,
0: it it is funny now to think about all the advancements because you know, when we when I was at Alabama and you too, I mean, we just had a we just had a phone. You know, that's how we didn't have a nobody had a cell phone. How did we ever go anywhere?
1: How did we phone? I have no idea. I have no idea how we got around. I don't know how we found shit. How did we find things? I mean, how did we know where the classes were? How did we crazy I we I signed up for Alabama classes on a phone, but not like on one of these phones like me and you are doing the show on. I I signed up for classes using some sort of telephonic system on the top of my head it was it was called Albert. Yeah, which was is like an acronym, Alabama, something or other. But it's how you would get these new this newspaper like thing that had a list of all the classes. And then you would dial in at your assigned time and you would, you know, just peck in the numbers of these classes you wanted to take. And it would let you in unless it was full. And there's no telling how they sign up for classes now. But I remember. That's how we signed up for classes in uh, in, in 1988 and
0: 89. Pretty soon, every, the University of Alabama is going to be like, look, here's every university is going to be this way. Okay, here's what you do. You give us $55,000, which is the equivalent of four years of going to Alabama and, and housing, room, board, everything, and we're going to give you a memory stick. You <laughs> stick that memory stick up your butt, and then you download all the knowledge. And all the partying and all the hangovers, and then you're done.
1: <laughs> Mine, unfortunately, would have a lot more partying and hangovers than knowledge. That's, that's yeah. why we. That's why we're doing a, That's why we're old and doing a podcast.
0: It's, it's so true. Uh, all right, Jimmy, let's take another break. When we come back, uh, I do want to talk about Herb Jones and JD Davidson for a minute. All right, buddy, we talked about uh, Josh Primo being drafted by the Spurs the other day. And that was wonderful for him. We didn't spend a lot of time, Herb Jones being reunited with Kyra Lewis Jr. Uh, and with the Pelicans. Man, I, I I love this landing spot for him. First of all, I love the fact that he goes to Louisiana, um, a school where he helped defeat one of his best friends that plays for LSU in the SEC championship game um, this past year. And uh, that now some LSU fans are going to be forced to pull for him. But I also love the fact that you know, they have a bona fide star in Zion Williamson. Now, how much longer they'll have him, who knows? I mean, he'll probably end up in L.A. like everybody else. But, um, So, Herb's going to get some quality time, and he's going to – you know, Herb's going to be the guy that's going to guard Zion Williamson a lot. And that can't do anything but help make him a lot better and make Zion Williamson a lot better because Herb's going to play some mean-ass defense on Zion. Um, and then Kyra Lewis, of course, is there, and there's some chemistry – So I I think this is a great spot for him. It's not too terribly far away from home. I mean, thank God he didn't end up in Sacramento or Toronto or something like that, like some of the um, mock drafts had him going. So I'm I'm thrilled to death for Herb Jones.
1: Uh, I know a little bit about Pelicans from following him this year with Kyra, and it was a little unfortunate Kyra didn't play a lot of minutes. So I didn't watch a ton of the Pelicans, but I was always kind of keeping up with what was going on with them, hoping Kyra would play a bigger role. But one thing that's weird about the Pelicans is for a team that finished outside the playoffs. In the NBA, you're either – you're one of three teams. You're a contender to win the NBA championship, or you're a playoff team, or you're terrible. It's one of those three things, (laughs) and and the Pelicans are terrible. They weren't in the playoffs, so you're really bad. But what's weird about them is they have at least three, I would say, star players. I mean Zion. It, it, he's not just full of potential. Zion's a dude. He's good now. They also have Brandon Ingram from Duke, the Duke guy. He's he's a star player. He can make the All Star team. And uh, Lonzo Ball, you know, from the the famous Ball family. So between those three guys,
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, there's got to be a better way to say that. Never lost. I guess you know the balls. You know, you know the Ball family. And uh, have you ever seen? So Lon-
0: um have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live? Oh God, Keenan um what's his name? Keenan
1: Thompson. Keenan Thompson.
0: Keenan Thompson, who does the lot who does uh the ball impression. I mean, he's awesome. God he's good. hmm
1: hmm um,
0: anyway.
1: He is he is good. But yeah, but what I'm saying is Pelicans have a good nucleus and now Kyra a rising star in the league, we hope, and Herb gets there to at least come off the bench and play some good defense. So that that's cool. I don't know enough about the NBA to profess to know whether how great a fit this is, X's and O's, Y's, and what role Herb will be playing with the Pelicans this year. I just know this, it's fun for us because two guys that we root for, there's only four Alabama players in the NBA, to my knowledge, well, five if you count Petty, uh, and uh, to have two of them in one place, it's like, well, this makes it – This makes it easier to follow than throw in the fact that it's in the southeast. And uh, a lot of Alabama people that live in Alabama, like me, like Luke, uh, I think there's a lot of natural New Orleans fans because all of us at some time or another have spent considerable time in New Orleans having fun. I mean, that's a, uh, a destination place for people in the south to take a weekend or a vacation or a drunken college party trip. And uh, so I think to some extent a lot of people in Alabama say nothing of the Sugar Bowls over the years. Um, I think we, we, so there's a lot of Saints fans in Alabama, particularly in Southern Alabama. So I think it's just easy to kind of root for new Orleans uh, when you're in Alabama, when, when you live in Alabama or you're an Alabama fan.
0: Yeah. Um, so I think that's great for him. And then J.D. Davidson is uh projected as the number 11 pick for next year to the Wizards. Um, interesting, because they he seems yeah. like a – I mean, I'm not saying he's as good as this guy, but he seems like a Russell Westbrook kind of cat, like explosive. Right. uh, A good shooter, maybe not a great shooter. Uh, very fast, very quick. Um, and now Westbrook, of course, got traded to the Lakers. But I feel like that – he seems like that kind of player. Again, I'm not saying he's as good as Russell Westbrook. Nobody freak out. I'm just saying – he seems like that kind of dude.:
1: Yeah, I mean I'm not uh, you've seen JD. Uh, I've, I've just seen a lot lots and lots of highlight clips. This is the question to me, you know when I watch him in terms of whether JD. can be in the lottery as soon as just one year from now, it comes down to this uh, in, in his high school team and, and to some extent his AAU teams, but but his experience to me has been this: It is so easy for him to get to the basket and score that that's sort of most of what he does. And he's so good at it and it makes these great highlight reels and it turned him into this nationwide prospect because he's so good at it. And it's so artful and athletic and fun to watch, you know, when the 6'3 guy can do that, but, but he gets to the basket so easy. well, that's not going to work quite as well in the SEC. Now, it will work. It will work. We're going to see J.D. Davidson going to the hole. We're going to get some highlight dunks and some highlight layups and some, some fantastic athletic moves because he'll still get to the hole in the SEC, but not like he did before. Now he's going to be defended by bigger, faster, quick athletes, and he won't be able to get to the hole. So, JD's going to have to learn – two things. Number one, you've got to be a ball distributor, but number two, uh, to hit the outside shot. They're they're not going to give up the lane, but, but when they're when they're guarding the lane, when they're worried, that's what you're going to do. You're going to find yourself open. And he's got to hit those shots. And if he proves he can do that, he's going to make a lot of money for a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody else is. Uh, it'd be great if, if he were to go 11th. Next year, there'd be three straight uh, NBA drafts, three straight lottery picks.
1: So um, Four, out of, four nice, out of five. You kind know? of And four out of five. Four out of five. Sexton. That yeah. sounds like Duke. I mean, that's Duke. It does sound like Duke, duke. right? That, so Very duke Things and, and it's not, I think, I mean, gosh, I can get carried away talking about our basketball team. But, I mean, I, I agree that J.D. Davidson could be a lottery pick next year. But the interesting thing is Nate has loaded our roster to the point that it's very difficult to to predict even who's going to go pro next year and who could be a top pick. I could see somebody like Keon Ellis blowing up into a thing. Jaden Shackelford spent a lot of time with the NBA people this year. Charles Bediako is literally constructed in a laboratory to play in the NBA, and Alex Chiku has NBA length and guard skills – which is exactly what's kind of the in vogue thing in the NBA right now is, hey, if you're 6'9", and have, like, skills to play on the perimeter, we need you, and that that's him. And, wow, I mean, we, we can, uh, and to say nothing of Quinterly, you know, who I, I'm not sure, you know, Quinterly's NBA future reminds me a little bit of Petty, and, and I say they're totally different dudes. Their skill set's nothing alike, but what I mean by that is, I watch Petty's are such a good college player and Coinerly, such a good college player. But based on the position that each is going to play in the NBA, I'm not 100 percent sold that they have a, a big future there. I mean, is Coinerly. Is can he guard NBA point guards? I mean, I hope he can. I hope I'm wrong about that. Can he guard the best point guards in the world? He, and to say nothing, I mean, I, I'm I just not – I don't know. To me, he just kind of stands out as one hell of a college player. But is he an NBA player? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a tough call. it would be interesting to see how he develops over this year. But um, anyway, Jimmy, that's going to do it for this episode. We will be back tomorrow with more Locked on Bama. Until then, roll tide.
1: Roll tide.